This is New York's Asset Protection Roundtable with Ted Alatsis of Alatsis Law Firm. Our mission at Alatsis Law Firm is to assist you with the three pillars of protection, preserving your assets, providing you help, and protecting your future. Hello and welcome into New York's Asset Protection Roundtable, a three pillars of protection program. I'm Ben George. He's Ted Alatsis, attorney and counselor at law at Alatsis Law Firm in Brooklyn, New York. You can find them online, alatsislawfirm.com. Welcome in, Ted. Good to talk to you again. What's going on? Nice talking to you, Ben. Good to see you. How are you? Everything is good. Everything is good. How's uh, how's everything in the city? Everything still trying to truck along as usual? or? Yeah, you know, we, we, we had a few uh, public incidents recently, uh, safety issues, but I think uh, we're all we're all getting uh, getting through them. So, yeah, it's great to see. I know uh, the headlines are out there for a lot of people, but I know that uh, everyone in the city probably sees things differently. It's like that with everything in, in, in life, right? It looks a lot worse and not to take anything away from everything that's happened. But, you know, outsiders look in and, and think things are in, in dire shape. But I know when you live there day to day, it's uh, going to be a lot nicer and a lot more that's, pleasant than people believe. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, look, today I, I really want to get into the mailbag again and get questions because we have some that come into the show. And there, no, there's a lot of people that are curious about different items in estate planning and and, uh, and different options and stuff. So I like to open up the mailbag and I encourage anyone that has questions, send them to us. You can do so via the website, alatsislawfirm.com. Again, alatsislawfirm.com. You can contact there. There's a top top right corner. You'll see the contact us button. You can also schedule an appointment there as well if you prefer to do that. And we'll bring them on to the show. We'll present them to Ted. And of course, we'll do the best we can to answer those questions based on the information you provide. But you always want to sit down face-to-face with an attorney to get a complete answer for your own. But before we get started today, Ted, got a little question for you, a little getting to know you question. I'd like to throw your way from time to time. What's your favorite board game? Okay, so it, it really depends on my mood, but I think uh, if I had to pick one, it would probably be Monopoly, right? Um, it's, I think it's a classic. Been playing that for, uh, gosh, an entire lifetime, it seems. Um, so, and, and it's one of those games that you know kind of engages everybody in, in the game at the same time and can have you know very very long conversations uh, within the game because of of how long it can, it, you can play it. Um, so I do, I do love, I do love Monopoly and uh, invariably I'm the bank. I'm always, <laughs> always the banker <laughs> invariably. Do you like any of the spinoff games, any of the spinoff versions, like the sports ones or the uh, games? Yeah, I, I actually had a, a New York Yankees edition. Okay. Um, I, I think I, I had a, um, an Atlantis, the Bahamas, uh, an Atlantis Bahamas edition um, as well. Um, I'm trying to think, I, I think I had one more. I'm trying to remember, you know, we had we had a, quite a few board games. And unfortunately, uh, with Superstorm Sandy, many of them were destroyed. Mm. So, you know, we hadn't really replaced a lot of them since then. But uh, we, we always have a, a standard Monopoly game around. Yeah, no question. It's one that I think the majority of people played at some point uh, and most people enjoy. Have you ever seen I know when I grew up, uh, I played a lot of the, the Monopoly at McDonald's games right i don't know if you ever oh, sure. those right yeah the, sure the peel sure. offs did you ever see the documentary mcmillions about the kind of the scandal behind that game you know i've seen bits and pieces of it but yes uh i i do i do know the big scandal at uh i knew uh, i know of the big scandal yes yeah. I, I i am familiar with it yeah it's it's a good watch for anybody that uh that ever played the game with mcdonald's and the monopoly uh, peel off it's really mm-hmm. really interesting and fascinating to to see how it all developed and how it was all busted eventually um 
by authority. So yep. Monopoly is a great choice. I like that one for sure. All right, Ted, let's open up the mailbag uh, and talk about some estate planning questions specifically here today. So we'll start off with one that came in from Taylor. Since I don't have time to look for an estate planning expert right now, and it also seems rather expensive, should I just use LegalZoom? Is it better than not doing a plan at all? So Taylor, uh, you know, using LegalZoom, you know, you, you kind of do that at your own peril, right? Um, LegalZoom is a platform that provides, you know, very serviceable type of documents to people who are in a very specific and limited situation. And that typically is someone who doesn't have a lot of assets, probably limited assets, doesn't have a very complicated family, doesn't have a very complicated family structure, and doesn't really have a lot of desire or intent to follow through on a lot of asset protection. It's really a kind of a cookie cutter type of uh, program where, you know, if it's, you know, I'm I'm single, I've got $10,000 and I I wanted to go to my next door neighbor. Okay. That, that, that's someone who doesn't necessarily need to have an attorney prepare an estate plan for them. And so legals who might, might fit them, but uh, someone who's, you know, husband and wife got two kids. Uh, one of them's under the age of eighteen, and um, um, have a little concern about protecting their assets for you know long-term care planning or uh, something like that. Legal Zoom's not going to work for them, and probably can do them harm. So it really depends on your on your circumstance. But uh, you know, and, and and not to disparage Legal Zoom or any other of the DIY programs. It's just it's not it's it's cookie cutter, and it doesn't really fit you know most situations. Yeah, LegalZoom, I know I've seen a lot of those advertisements on TV. They've been out there quite a bit marketing the work they do. And and, and for Taylor, if you haven't uh, gone back to the podcast, uh, I recommend going back to our last episode. You'll hear us kind of go through the reasons why a DIY estate plan might not be in your best interest. So I'll kind of break it down for you a little bit deeper into more detail. But again, if you have questions after that, again, reach out to Ted directly. You can do so via the website, alatsislawfirm.com. You can schedule your meeting there or just call them as well. It's 718-233-2903. Sure, it's probably better than not having a plan at all. But again, there's a lot of reasons why you want to go against that route and work with an expert. So thanks for that question, Taylor. We do appreciate it. All right. How about this one from Mary? Since I talked to an attorney who told me what to do. However, he didn't ask very many questions. He just had me fill out a worksheet where I had to list what I want in my estate plan. I thought we would talk about it. I don't feel like he even understands my situation. So should I get a second opinion? So Mary, uh, you know, certainly I think one of the most important things that you need when you're working with an attorney is the type of rapport where you feel that not only are your concerns being addressed, but that your questions are being answered um, and that the attorney understands your situation empathizes with it and understands exactly what it is to, to provide you professional advice so that you can make the right decisions for yourself. That's kind of the way we operate. I, I, I don't subscribe to the theory that everything is a cookie cutter type of approach. And I, um, our intake form when people come in is rather limited. I, I've seen intake forms that are 20 and 30 pages long. Ours is maybe three or four. And we're really looking for basic information when people first come in because at the end of the day, I think it's important for me as their attorney to understand them. And so I want to hear it from them rather than you know, see it on a piece of paper. And so, you know, we, we try to build that rapport with our clients and try to understand where they're coming from and, um, and then provide advice. 
you know, a lot of attorneys in this in this type of practice pr- approach it in a very formulaic type of, of way. And there are, you know, circumstances where the formula is relatively easy to, to apply. But I think if the attorney isn't necessarily listening to your concerns and understanding why it is that you want certain things to go a certain way, um, I, I think you're you're going through a disservice. And so um, would I seek a second opinion in that scenario? I, I, I would seek a second opinion and ignore the first opinion. Is this one of those situations where it's kind of a, hey, trust your gut, right? If you had the instinct that, hey, maybe not getting everything that I need or I don't feel comfortable exactly where I stand, then maybe I'll kind of follow my intuition and, and get a second opinion. Right. That's exactly right. And at the end of the day, you know, it's comfort. It's a comfort level. You need to have that comfort level with your lawyer, especially in this area. It's a very personal type of practice. And, and you know, I think it's important to have that type of rapport with, with your lawyer. Yeah, you want to have that comfort level in that relationship that you can trust who you're working with. So thank you for that question, Mary. We appreciate it. All right, one from Corey here. I like this one. I did a will online years ago. I have a couple of changes I want to make, but everything else in my life is the same. So should I call an attorney to make the changes? And do you think they will update a will that they didn't prepare? Well, I, I mean, Corey, at the end of the day, you know, the, the lawyer is going to prepare a document potentially for you that's going to fit your current situation. And whether that means taking an existing document and tailoring it or adding to it, or whether it means just scrapping the existing document and preparing a new document, um, I think, you know, an appropriate response to you would be, what are your current needs? What are, how, how is the current situation different from the previous situation? And then are your, current needs being met by your previous documents. If they're not, then, you know, the, the lawyer will prepare documents that, that fit your current situation. So do I think a lawyer will update your existing will? I can tell you our practice here would be to probably draw a new document up that more, more reflects your current situation, um, unless the document you have already, you know, does that. You know, so certainly I think it depends on the circumstance. But it's not a bad idea to go to an attorney, right? And sit down and, and have those conversations. Absolutely. I mean, you should, you should, you know, estate planning is is one of those things where if you don't do it right, it'll be too late to find out, right? When the mistakes have occurred because you'll be gone and, you know, you, you know, may, may result in a beneficiary not getting what they're supposed to be getting. It may result in a disposition going to someone that it shouldn't go to. It may result in tax consequences. So, you know, you should speak to a lawyer, whether whether you've gone to a DIY service or whether you've done a will with someone else, you should have a lawyer uh, review those documents. Very good. Thank you for that, Corey. So thanks everyone for the questions. We, we recommend you send them in to us via the website. We'd, we'd love to bring them on the show if you have anything specific on your mind relating to, to estate planning or any questions for Ted and his ter- uh, firm over at Alastis Law Firm. You can always connect online, alastislawfirm.com, or you can just call if you prefer to talk to them directly. You can do that at 718-233-2903. For anybody that does decide to set up a, a meeting and come in, Ted, is there any, what, what do you recommend someone bring for the first time? If, if no one's ever gone to meet with an estate planning attorney, what do they have to bring with them? Um, you know, when, when we have clients come in, we recommend that they bring a recent bank statement or a recent statement for all their accounts. We recommend that they also come in with, you know, names, addresses, and phone numbers of, of everyone that's going to be involved, whether it's going to be their executor or their beneficiaries or, 
you know, things of that nature so that, you know, we, we at least have all the spellings right and we have all that information correct. And then basically, if they've made any notes over time as to what, the, what it is that they want to do, um, they should bring those in as well. There you go. So again, if you want to set that meeting, you can do so online at elastislawfirm.com. There's a contact us link in the top right corner. Click on that and you can schedule a meeting. Plus, there's many other ways to connect with them. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, a lot of different social platforms that you'll find all linked out from the website as well. So you can do that if you prefer to. All right, Ted, we'll close it out on that note. Thanks again to everyone that asked uh, a question to us today. And good luck on your next round of Monopoly. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Ben. Have a good one. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.